0: Hello, we're the Sticky Bomb Boys. I'm David, and I am not. Welcome back to the podcast. We are now at week 6 of The Traitors US, and the Traitors have put somebody on trial, which is a fancy way of saying that basically nothing is going to happen in this week's episode. Well, yes, there's plenty still to talk about. We'll get right into it after these.
2: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
1: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
3: So, starting in the turret again. Talk about turrets, Michael. Mm -hmm. We basically, before this bit just started, we've just been talking about circumcision. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just wondering if Michael's relaxed enough because I... I was circumcised in my 30s and we were just talking about how horrible it was and Michael just seemed to be like cringing more, getting more and more tense. Are you relaxed now? Not
0: really I've associated with circumcision with turrets I'm not feeling, <laughs> I'm not feeling great and it's also quite a, quite a way to open an episode really isn't it it all, it all started with Alex, producer Alex asked Michael to stop touching his tip meaning the microphone. Yes and because uh, it was apparently too sensitive and <laughs> that was where we moved on to David's horrible juices. And it descends things. doesn't it we just descend. Oh yeah but I I don't i was sat here quietly actually behaving michael ascends <laughs> michael keeps us on track <laughs>
3: so this week we started in the turret because there was a knock at the door guess who it was alan yeah like, like we all come
0: knew. on yeah i was yeah i mean christian's a bad actor at the best of times <laughs> i mean for this anyway he they... opens his mouth very wide something you probably can't relate to but <laughs> like does. it's like he's like <gasps> he, he like inhales all the air from the room it's a lot
3: Yeah. I would find it quite hard if I was Siri and Cody, because I would be wanting to kind of like try and humour Christian, but I'd find him very annoying. I would be plotting to murder him. Yeah, <laughs> yes, That's what I would be doing. Anyway, Alan came in and said that the traitors had to pick three players that they were going to put on trial. And then at the end of the day, one of them will be murdered. So basically, it's what happens any normal day. It's just that now for the faithful, they're not thinking all of them could be murdered that night. They'll think, oh, only three of us. Yeah. Who would you pick? I would definitely pick one of the traitors. I'll make yeah. one of us pick ourselves just to kind of throw it slightly and just to make sure it's not just all
0: faithful. Yeah, exactly. Because when they get to the breakfast, which we'll come to in a minute, Alan points out that it could be any players and then immediately it shifts the perspective slightly. Yeah. Yeah, I would pick one of the traitors. I'd probably pick maybe even siri I would pick. Could have picked siri I would quite like to pick Christian just because I would also hope that it might spook him a bit and
3: then he would just bring himself out to be murdered yeah i would pick quentin as well you know because i think it would then because quentin's just too good at sitting back and analyzing everything i think it would throw the spotlight on him but the
0: challenge is that you need to pick somebody that, that then will be murdered oh yes it's it's got so to be you don't who want to murder. yes i would maybe pick like rachel angelica even and the, Siri. Blon- the blonde one you've re- you've learned her name i've learned her name in the last week i've revised and i've learned her name but yeah i would maybe do Ceri, Rachel and Angelica, because Angelica is always going to be murdered. Ceri will always be sacred as a traitor, but it kind of casts a bit more of a spell. But they chose Kate, Angelica and Rachel. Yes. Which, fine.
3: Yeah. And they find this out in breakfast the next day, but they don't know at first either, because that's the thing is people are coming in and they're still thinking after the last person's come in, okay, no one else is coming. That person's been murdered. So then when they enter... Then Alan tells them there's. Three.
0: Was there no murder because Amanda had to leave because she was sick, yes. or because she'd murdered somebody?
3: Yeah, did they bring this in because of that? Like, thing? I don't
0: quite understand because they they did this twist in the UK version. And that no one, like, it was just like no one would murdered that night. But I wondered whether this was put in place because Amanda wasn't there anymore. Yeah. And they've got to keep the same number of episodes. Maybe. Who knows? I thought breakfast was great, though, because Rachel walks in and Kate goes, I wouldn't pick that outfit, so I wouldn't trust your opinion completely. And then Rachel goes, well, I wouldn't pick your vest. And then Kate goes, well, Princess Diana wore it, so... <laughs> <laughs> and I think we all know whose side we're on. <laughs> I loved her vest as well. It had, like, sheep on it. It was very cute. Yeah, and I think rachel's thinking oh you're coming after my outfits now it's like well she's been doing it for a while behind your back yeah she doesn't she literally doesn't like you it's not even behind <laughs> no. their back the thing no. with kate if she doesn't like you she'll say i don't like you you're wearing a horrible top and i don't trust you yeah like she'll say it out front so when everyone's like she's lying she's two-faced that's nonsense is it a problem now that kate obviously doesn't want to be there and
3: kind of is describing herself as a hostage <laughs> <laughs> In this
0: program and Every wanting morning people when she's to go. Like, Why haven't I been murdered? I think the traitors are obsessed with me. <laughs> <laughs> and interestingly, it's so strange that people are then
3: still thinking that she could be a traitor, Because to me, that just screams faithful. But also,
0: is that a really good double bluff? Yeah, because otherwise she'd be gone by now, I think. Like she's actively, we'll come on to it, actively sabotaging tasks because she wants to be eliminated because people hate her. But the irony is. In sabotaging tasks, it makes people think that she isn't a traitor, and therefore they don't want to banish her. So therefore, is it a good strategy? I think it's a good strategy. Like, next year, will we see more people doing this to stay in? I'm really interested
3: for next season, actually, because people will have watched this season and learnt. Right. I think they will have Because
0: done. they've now watched the whole show, they'll know that people are always going for the loud, brash people, and the loud, brash people are never the traitors. Yeah. So therefore... Next year's traitors, will they all try to be loud and brash so that no one votes them out? It's a risky strategy, but it's Unless strategy. Unless next year you have a whole set of people as thick as Christian who,
3: <laughs> in this one, decided to try and explain really hard to everyone. They've, like, everyone's just reacting to this. And yet he straight away starts to explain that actually one of the three chosen could be a traitor. It's like, do you want to make it more obvious that you are not shocked at all and that you're thinking
0: like the processing this very quickly? But also Cody's name is still being thrown around regularly. Like they know, they know it's obvious now i mean i don't know why they didn't banish him yesterday considering it was very obvious but still not yesterday but in the concept of the game it's yesterday
3: yeah um afterwards after breakfast my favorite thing that's happened in traitors so far i think was kate sitting on the couch and just screaming through the castle
0: (laughs) that rachel is a traitor (laughs) (laughs) and then the other two who's in the room with her it was like Siri and somebody it. else, and they were just kind of sat there, like, "Oh, don't know what to say." Because <laughs> <Don't know laughs> in general,
3: everyone sits in these rooms, and it's already sneaky, and everyone's trying to be quiet and whispering in corners. You've never had it before where someone just screams so that everyone in the castle can hear.
0: Absolute chaos task. Quite a yes.
3: good one. You like this task? Onto the mission. We saw them all coming out in lycra and physical gear, so yes. we knew it was going to be something that wasn't even just Kate in the wasn't in heels. Yeah, and a saggy gusset
0: trousers.
3: <laughs> yeah, I like this one. This one's the barrel rolling yeah strange strange but not the thing that i don't like is the ones like last week you were saying when there's too many elements this one is still quite simple yeah they basically have some barrels and they've got to roll it down a hill across the river and then up another hill to alan at this distillery because these are whiskey barrels and along the way they can find some other barrels and they can choose because it's quite a physical task to roll these things and they're not physical people and they most get, of them
0: the barrels get bigger considering the
3: amount of money they might earn from having them at the end yes and then there are also three the armory barrels, that basically means if they take all of those three
0: over the line, they get to pick three people that can potentially be protected from murder in the night. Yes, indeed. Which means that everyone who's on trial, therefore, is desperate to get one. Apart from Kate, who's just like, I don't want one hopefully i'll die <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah i mean
3: straight away they seem to kind of get into it at the start as you would because it seemed quite fun and then very quickly everyone's like fuck this
0: shit did this you hear what tiring. rachel said about the um, the armory as soon as alan announced that there was an armory and they could get like a free shield she went this is huge i need this so badly we've all heard that mm. before <laughs> okay, i want to run a, a quick poll actually with our listeners
3: an office does, poll an office poll does anyone like rachel Oh that feels very vindictive David. Yeah but it's no, I'm just me because we don't. And I don't mean like I don't mean like want to see her die. But like, it's a general thing. <laughs> no, no, did I. She's the That's... most like I find her very annoying apart from maybe Christian. She's like she's not very likable. I wonder is anyone actually watching it thinking
0: like oh, I really like Rachel or not. And Rachel if you're listening I would love to hear what you think of David. <laughs> <laughs> um so the contrast between Rachel needing it so badly as it were Kate says there's no amount of money that i would ever roll a barrel up a hill for
3: (laughs) then she says get some dignity y'all which i would say if you did a google translate would just be get rich like (laughs) i am not wasting my time for any
0: money hey i've watched below deck now i see her working hard she does work on those boats for six weeks out of the year so you leave her alone (laughs) (laughs) i mean she had to work
3: hard for half a day for this one i mean it was it is that's a tough thing but because it's it drags on, doesn't it? Like, the hill gets steeper. They kept on saying it was steeper. It looked quite flat. It was, it was, yeah. Um, and the barrels
0: obviously weren't that heavy. So something even more disappointing was Cody was wearing two contrasting colours of red. And he wasn't just wearing Speedos. It, it, well, that's true. That's, I was more upset about the reds because <laughs> the reds were clashing Aww. and it looked really bad. And also, he was really trying to convince them not to take the armoury barrels. And I was like, Cody, this is really obviously because you're a traitor like you aren't hiding this in any shape or form he seems to have lost grasp of like reality
3: they had to have all three of the armory barrels didn't they yes three or nothing yeah yeah anyway they do go with their armory barrels in the end my worst bit of this challenge actually because alan is sitting up at this supposed distillery waiting for them to come and every now and again he says things and he's sitting with a decanter of piss, like (laughs) It's bright yellow. He's got an IPA. That is <laughs> that is not whiskey. Like you're in Scotland. How hard would it have been just to get apple juice? Looks like whiskey. Yeah, well, it might be
0: apple juice. It's got the cloudy stuff rather than the actual stuff. Oh, no, it's bright yellow. It definitely looked like um, My favourite part of the challenge was Kate actively throwing away money so she was carrying barrels and then she would just throw them over the sides of the cliff and they'd fall and roll down the hill and that money would be gone forever because these barrels as well they were the smallest ones smallest barrels but they were actually
3: quite a lot of money
0: £1,600 pound each I think no $600 oh, $600 but they were sure. really
3: small she could have literally carried them all up and she just tosses it and I love the fact <laughs> that she the threw them at ones... the end
0: as well she threw them as they went up the final path Brilliant She is bringing the drama And we love her for it And even still Even despite all of this They won't banish it. She's like Please What else do I I'm making your lives a Living hell I'm sabotaging the tasks I am not participating I'm being obnoxious Why won't you let me leave
3: <laughs> I would be doing it Just because I can see how much um,
0: She annoys Rachel I'm obsessed with her They but did quite well though They yeah. got quite a lot of money I don't know. I didn't write down How much it was But no. I'm sure it was lots It was dollars do- Dollars <laughs> <laughs>
3: I have to say, Michael, what I've we we talked about it last episode, but it just... There's no faltering. Siri is playing a really good game.
0: She is really intensely brilliant. Like, she's very calculated, but also, like, seems to have everyone on side. Yeah. Like, she seems, like, quite warm and mothering to everybody. She's also not phased if people mention her name, because it has been mentioned a couple of times.
3: She's not phased by it. She keeps on playing it well. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, she's brilliant. She plays it off. Anyway, they got the three armory bowels, which meant that three people could go into... Can you remember right at the first episode, Ryan, for some reason, thought in this castle there must be a secret door somewhere. Yeah. spent his time just looking for secret doors instead of getting to know everyone. Well, there was a secret door, Ryan. Or was there? Did the producers go,
0: oh, good idea. Oh, true. (laughs) Because it
3: didn't didn't look like it was an original door, an original (laughs) secret door. It looks like an Ikea mock-up. It's a Um, Billy bookcase. But there's a secret bookcase where the three people who have been chosen who got the armory barrels are allowed to go in and one of them will open a chest where there'll be a shield. Now, Obviously, there was Angelica, mm-hmm. the blonde one. There was Rachel. And the third person that took an armory barrel was Ari for no reason because even though Kate's throwing the other things away, you'd still be like,
0: "Well, you are the three on trial, so why
3: like, why would Ari go in there at all?
0: Because Kate's trying to get actively murdered, so she's like, "I don't want it," which obviously means that she's clearly a faithful. It's like a yet another reason that she's clearly a faithful. yeah, she's... why
3: would they choose Ari then? Well, they didn't choose Ari. Ari suggested himself. Oh, and he's just cuz I would think if I was one of the traitors, I would put myself forward as well just to try and like, Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that would be that would have been smart, but they didn't do that, so that's where we are.
3: No, and they went in and Angelica went first, or rachel went first whichever one but Ari got the shield Ari got the shield which means that
0: the people who are on trial they definitely can be murdered and interestingly christian is beginning to turn on cody so in the conversations they're all having he's beginning to kind of shift opinion and start casting shade on cody which means he's stupid he's also horrible a little snake (laughs) oh my word you're not really mincing your words this week are you (laughs) Christine says he's very nervous about voting Cody because Mm. he sat next to him. Is what he said to Siri. Does that mean all the producers are choosing where they sit? Oh yeah, probably. So they're all being allocated spaces. Because remember when we had Hannah on from the UK series, she was saying that she found it really hard to suspect Wilf who was a traitor. Spoilers. Because she was sat next to him. Yeah. So she was never able to look at him in the eye to kind of gauge his responses
3: yeah you would think because actually i didn't think about this because hannah you always notice the person that's sitting where when someone goes they have to like crane their neck back and yeah it's, it's always rachel and it was always hannah in the uk
0: one so they are sitting in the same places that right is so that's an interesting point but it does make it look like cody might be on his way out and we don't actually get to find out from the round table. Yeah. It is hard with the traitors. If, you, if you're if you making that decision, like, oh, one of them is looking
3: a bit weak now. We need to get them off. It is a nerve wracking we, <laughs> we need to get them off. We need to get them off. Because you don't know all the people watching. All of you watching on the ta- round table, you don't know how they're then going to react.
0: Yeah um at that time so it is it must be quite a nerve-wracking thing to think we're, i'm gonna go after cody and at this point there's 131.8 thousand dollars so there's quite a lot of money on the table now to be split between them yeah it's a strange round table this
3: one because kate basically says she's falling on a sword and wants everyone to vote for her yeah she has be saying this all the time um then it comes to siri and siri says i don't think it's rachel or kate so then someone turns to her and says well who do you think it is and then Dun dun dun. The episode ends. What's she going to say?
0: I feel like it's interesting that she is refusing to go with Rachel and Kate because she sees them as allies for herself. So she will not vote for them even when everybody else is. And that's really interesting because that's a bone of contention with her and the other traitors because Christian and Cody will just go with the group at all times. Yeah. But Cerie is holding her own and making her clear decisions, which I think makes her look more like a faithful because she's like, I don't believe this. Yeah. But also it makes her clever because Rachel's powerful and Kate's powerful. If they don't vote for her, her name will never be in their mouths. I think it's very obvious that she's going to have to vote for Cody at this point. Yeah, but now I'm really scared because obviously this was the end of the episode, so we don't know. But
3: is she going to say, it's quite daring to then say Cody's name at this point, but she's opening herself up to have to say someone else's name someone's just said well who else do you think it is and we'll have to
0: wait to see what happens next week Ooh. Ooh. we're left with another cliffhanger what will cerise say and if she betrays our beloved cody then she's going right to the top of my shit list agreed right on to this week's taste test this week's
3: comes from one of our bottoms on our only flans Zena. Zena says that they like to slice up some cheddar cheese and put the slices in the fridge to dry out They then eat the chewy slices as a snack and call it cheese leather. Oh
2: my god.
3: We'll catch you after the ads once we've all recovered.
1: There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.
0: Hello, it's us, interrupting us to promote us. If you'd like to support us, you can join our Patreon. It's called our OnlyFans and you will get this. Ooh, okay, I'll see you never then. Well, <laughs> you don't exist then. Well, like, goodbye forever. And a bit of this. Devin and will argue about where to put the cream. Mm. Oh.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and a bit of that. I don't want any part of me to be needed. Hey, what about this? This sounds like quite concerning. Do the police know about this? Well, there's so, statute of so limitations. It's whipping. it's whippy Yeah, we don't actually know what's being put in there. Hopefully it was all really good stuff and now you want to join us. How much does it cost, David? It costs about the same price as a cup of coffee each month. Just have one less coffee and have loads of extra content over at patreon.com forward stroke sticky bun boys. <laughs> that is fucking foul. And that's what Alex thinks Um, We actually got more than one word from Alex this week (laughs) What do you think David?
3: I Whenever You know if you've had cheese And you've like not covered it up properly
0: I will cut those bits. I will never eat those I don't understand how So my cheese goes hard (laughs) Yeah it does (laughs) It's not like that Don't look at me like that Hard and chewy. It's not even chewy, though. It's more like, like it becomes like, so if I've got my cheddar out, yeah. um, the edges will kind of crack a bit like the calluses on your heel. If you get like a bad, you know those videos on TikTok when they peel off this like calluses on your heels? I mean, if Zena did enjoy this, she's not going to enjoy it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Callus leather. Look, it's like cracked and hard. Yeah. It's not leathery. Yeah. I don't know what they are. Oh, do you know what, though? I've just had an idea. Are I've they the, the slices? Are they the pre-sliced ones? She might
3: also be buying really cheap cheddar that's like that really chewy, rubbery stuff that's not yeah. really Calling, are you calling Zina cheap? She might be
0: cheap She's not cheap She's the bottom on our Patreon Oh
3: she's not cheap
0: <laughs> <laughs> I have to say When I Is it the American Cheeseburger cheese I can imagine The American cheeseburger cheese Going leathery yeah, but she says cheddar cheese. In she says specific. slice. You don't really yeah. slice that up, do you? You, you unpeel it.
3: <laughs> I have to say though, when I've had the dried bits out on the end of my cheddar, if you grate them
0: because you're melting it, it still actually melts okay. But I would never eat it. I don't want to put that anywhere near my mouth. I'm so sorry. Jail. Jail for you. So the first person in the inbox though is Azealia who says, love you guys. There you go. Compliment there. Do you feel warm and fuzzy now? Yes. There you go. Oh, that was a weird Yes. <laughs> I want to know your traitor stories. Everyone has a time when a person they trusted turned out to be a traitor. Or have you been a traitor? Tell the truth. Quite a forceful end of the sentence there. <laughs> like well, yeah, like we don't they're... tell the truth normally. This is famously too honest as a podcast. The annoying thing for me with this one, Michael, is I'm sure I've had traitors. So in do my you life. want to know the biggest traitor thing that I've ever done? And it like really sits really re- like hard in my soul. Yes. So when I was younger, stop saying yes in creepy ways. <laughs> I've had enough. <laughs> <laughs> Come yes. on, Michael. Yes. So I was like maybe eleven. My parents would like, let us go to see my grandparents used to live in Plymouth. So we'd have to fly down there. It was a big thing when we were old enough, we could fly on our own. That is a long way. For people it, in America, that is a long way. Yeah, well, not long for America, to be fair. Oh, yeah. um, it's like basically like a little jaunt for them. It's about an hour and a bit on a plane. And we were flying on our own. It was a big deal. Like we were maybe, well, maybe not 11. I can't remember how old we were. But my mum and dad made me like this lovely little bag of like stuff to keep me busy during the flight because I was nervous. And they gave me a, like a really big lollipop and I remember not eating it and then I kept it for a really long time and then I, I don't know why this has sat me for so long but I basically just lied to my parents and said I, I really enjoyed the whole thing that they put together for me and they didn't and I still feel guilty about that and I'm nearly 30. That's not really a massive <laughs> traitor thing but it sits in my soul that well, I lied to them about eating a lollipop on a plane. <laughs> this is how pure and innocent <laughs> Michael Tragoverti is. Genuinely, that genuinely, I'm nervous as well because mum will listen to this podcast and she'll hear <laughs> I don't think she's going to be that affected by I'm really sweaty and warm about it. I
3: think you're the only one that's affected by this now. I've been thinking about that for 20 years. Actually, my mum one time said to us all at Christmas that sometimes she has sleepless nights thinking of the things that she did wrong as a parent. It's like, chill out. We don't mind. We're fine.
0: Well, I, I mind about the lollipop. <laughs> and I'm so sorry,
3: mum. <laughs> I annoyingly can't think of all the stories where people have been traitors to me because there must have been loads. I can't think of them. But I do remember a story where... I was working and I had some like friends at work and one of the people at work had asked me to go out salsa dancing and I was really excited because I kind of wanted to go. I obviously didn't because then I sent uh, my friend a WhatsApp message saying, oh, this person's asked me to go salsa dancing. I really oh. don't want to go. I don't, like, it's going to be so annoying, but I'll go just for her. And I sent it to her.
1: Ooh.
3: And because it's work as well, I couldn't just, well, I mean, I could have just left.
2: moved <laughs> 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 oh. to another city. What
3: did she say? Actually... To be honest, I was very proud about how brave I was in, like, ringing her straight away to discuss it. And she was very magnanimous. What mag- mag- can properly. Magnanimous. Magnanimous.
0: Magnanimous.
3: Magnanimous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Those and ends. It's like rhubarb all over it. <laughs> um, she was lovely. And we, I said I said so we'd go star-stancing, and she, she didn't go, obviously. <laughs> we did not <laughs> we go star We've all accidentally
0: sent text to the wrong person, surely. Yeah. I've never cheated on anybody but I think one, yeah, no, actually that's a traitor thing. Somebody once sent me a text. that was meant for somebody else. And we were sort of dating. We were sort of seeing each other and it was for the other person they were dating at the time. That's quite treacherous. Ooh, that is treacherous. But like, we weren't like properly, see- like we weren't dating dating, but like we were like in the early phases. Yeah, mm. that is treacherous. Did you find out in that moment? Like it was a sexy text. And, and did they use the wrong name? Just at the top. How did you know? Well, we hadn't had sex that day. <laughs> that'll do it and then i think i ghosted to be fair but i consider that an ethical ghost yeah that's definitely an ethical ghost you could have done way more
3: than that so i think i'm clear i have to say traitor wise there definitely has been some things on bake-off which we can't say names Ooh. with our season but i'm sure with all other seasons where it's a competition Bake Off, everyone thinks everyone's so lovely and nice name there names. has been some scandals where name people. Their Throwing people under the bus. Drag them. (laughs) I'm not going (laughs) to do it. Drag them. Elena would. If this was
0: Elena's podcast, she'd be like,
2: let me tell you uh, she,
0: she I like that you did a flamenco hand when you impersonated Elena there she um, during our season there was one person that she kept yelling sabotage about do you remember yes I do remember and that is where we'll leave that question uh, Elena actually <laughs> said to me the other day she was like oh David I want to
3: ask you a question because you've you've just done for your only flans you did our new year episode how do I listen to it without paying for Patreon
0: <laughs> like, you cheeky bitch Elena <laughs> to be fair we are going to go live in a house for a weekend in a couple of weeks so perhaps we should be nicer to him that's true (laughs) um next person is rob so rob is confused why the faithfuls automatically think that someone who is loud and brash must be a traitor we were literally just saying this if i were a traitor i would be trying to blend in and not stand out and if i was a faithful i'd be voting off the quiet ones or maybe i would tend to vote off people who lost the group money and the challenges but how did accusations and votes tend to go on the british version
3: yeah it was a bit different the thing about the us when i'm noticing is it seems that the round table It's like they have this thing in their head where it's got to be a vote between two people. Yeah, And the UK one tended to be split a lot more. And it wasn't always just the brash and loud ones.
0: No, not at all. And it was generally based on behavior rather than as in like calculations and things people had said rather than how they'd said the things. Yeah. And there were alliances. There were alliances, but it was also different because they were all civilians, which meant that there was nobody of the sort of level of bold and brash that there is on this season and there was a lot more actual emotion happening like real like crying and upset and that was the drama and whether people believed that or not that was where the focus was rather than on the The gameplay was still the focus of it, but it was a lot more kind of emotional rather than...
3: Yeah, I mean, if anything, Hannah, who was on our podcast a few weeks ago, she was probably the most brash and loud out of the UK ones.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. I would say the UK one is a lot more interesting because they don't necessarily get rid of the bold and brash ones because there aren't really any. Mm. Um, And when there are, it's really interesting because there was one outburst from one of the cast members called Tom, which was completely unnecessary and it completely ruined his game. Yeah, But yeah, it's an interesting one. Next person is Sheena. Sheena says, I had a really bizarre date and the thing is, I'm not the only one. I met a lovely girl online and we were talking for a few weeks. It seemed to be quite difficult to pin her down for a date, but eventually we sorted it out and decided on a restaurant for dinner. When I turned up to the restaurant, I was surprised to see my date already there. I'd come 10 minutes early as I'm always early. That's not something I can relate to. I am always late and it's really bad. I know. I'm always early, especially for dates. I want to be the one that sits there and sees them come in. My problem is I think every journey takes 15 minutes. And it doesn't in London. Definitely not. takes an hour and a half to get here. Well, you live on the opposite end of the earth. Like it takes me about 45 minutes to get into central. But every time I'm like 15, will be fine. Like, and I don't know why. Anyway, she was talking to a guy at the table. I presumed she'd arrived early and someone was being polite and chatting to her. I didn't find it especially weird as he was a guy and she told me she was into girls. As I got to the table, she introduced me to him and said we were just waiting for a couple more. Okay. So now my anxiety started to bubble and I asked her what was going on. It turned out she didn't want to date any of us, but wanted to introduce us to her multi-level marketing plan. I obviously politely excused myself, but most surprising was one of the guys said he wanted to stick around to hear more about it. Is this a pyramid scheme? That is a pyramid scream. Scream. Scream scream. It's a pyramid, sounds fun. <laughs> I definitely want a pyramid scream. That sounds like an Egyptian theme park.
3: Also, you could Pyramid like... Scream.
0: <laughs> don't give people ideas because we could now do a pyramid scheme called Pyramid Scream. <laughs> and it would be camp. It
3: would be very camp. I so she says she politely excused herself. I would throw a glass of wine in her face. Would you actually I don't think you would do, you're too polite. I know, I just say I would. But, but how do you politely excuse yourself? I don't know, because that's quite a rude thing to do if you go you're trying to because you're basically it's like doing door-to-door as, sales but on tinder yeah because you're catfishing as well aren't you because you say well, not catfishing but
0: you're bringing them on false good sentences. drag queen name catfisher catfisher
2: isn't that
0: good <laughs> 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 oh i thought of another one yesterday what was it silhouette silhouette <laughs> <laughs> to <That laughs> took it- me so long it's hard being dim isn't it oh it is <laughs> so imagine you sat down you are sheena and you're sat down there, and you realise you're part of a pyramid scheme, ski- a pyramid <laughs> scream. How is that? How you get out? Do you do a pyramid scream? You just shriek and run. I think you just say, "I didn't come for this." Did Sorry. I tell you about the time that I nearly got recruited into Scientology? Okay, so we're not actually going to let you hear all of that because that was far too long, <laughs> quite revealing about my uh, perhaps what's the word. Joining a cult? No, but I didn't join the cult. That's the important thing. I did not join Scientology, but I'm just maybe like easily led, perhaps. That was quite an interesting story. (laughs) But uh, if you want to hear the story, you can join our OnlyFans. We'll put it on there next week. Oh, good idea. Oh, yes. Very good, isn't it? But how would you leave that conversation?
3: I really don't know because it's quite awkward, isn't it? But at the same time, they have brought you on false pretenses. So yeah. You should just be able to say, I'm I'm out, sorry. And also, there's a lot of people, I think I would do the thing of like, I'm just going to go to the
2: toilet yeah, and that. run off.
0: Yeah, I, I couldn't tell them I was leaving. I would just like make up a lie. But would you block or report them on whatever dating site you were on? Oh, that's a lot of work, isn't it? I'd probably just move on. Let someone else fall for it next time. <laughs> Let someone else make their millions. <laughs> pyramid scream! Pyramid scream! How would a pyramid scream? Can you just give us a quick, quick example? Oh! Ah! Oh, quite a camp pyramid. It I like how it went up it and down like again. That was peacock. nice. The, ah, ah. <laughs> I like the pyramid screen because it kind of goes like up then down, like a triangle. <laughs> God, we're very tired. <laughs> Mercedes is next, and they oh they're a New Yorker, but I can't do the accent. Neither, Hi, sticky boys. Neither could I, and I still did it. <laughs> oh God! Compliments first, Natch. <laughs> I love you both. Your year of Bake Off is one of my all-time bests. And you both were... I can't do it. You're you... doing Michael from Traitors. <laughs> my
3: all-time best.
0: <laughs> oh, Lord Jesus, there's a fire. You both were integral to the warmth and joy of the season. It also makes me feel warm and fuzzy that you have stayed so close. I mean, that's, a, that's completely made up. We don't talk. because it's the only time we talk in a week. We're on a bed together right now. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Behind the curtain. Question on bake off when you taste each other's bakes did you ever disagree with a star baker and think someone else was robbed did you gossip about each other's bakes p.s david your new york accent is hilariously bad (laughs) well mercedes what do you think of michael's did you ever disagree with the star baker david as somebody who has never been star baker (laughs) (laughs) um we i mean obviously on these shows i said
3: before i think everyone just thinks everyone on bake-offs pure and delightful of course we got it behind each other's backs we do get to taste them and there was definitely times it's not really that you think that their bake was bad it's just that you think that paul and prue are wrong because paul and prue don't always have that great taste but there is definitely times where you try the bakes that they said were amazing in the green room after you're like that's curdled or that's split. That's, that, not... that's not that great. And there was
0: sometimes you'd hear comments like, oh, such wonderful fruit distribution. And they'd be like one raisin in the corner of the bread. Yeah. Like there's stuff sometimes that they said that I just completely disagreed with. But to be honest with you, I didn't really eat anyone else's bakes unless it was like a handshakey one. Like I just didn't really, because you're baking so much, eating so much sweet stuff, you don't want to eat it. And
3: you're tired. It's already happened. You're not going to change anything by tasting it like often i'll run to taste it just because if you hear like you remember the bomb week they were like waxing lyrical about Steph's bomb. Mm. So I wanted to try that. It was perfection. It was All stunning. the textures were perfect. So like you do, usually actually you did agree because when someone has won something and done very well, then as a general rule, it probably is because it's
0: pretty good. But then Do you remember when Henry got star baker for making that Keck Lapis Sarawak, which was basically just like a Victoria sponge that was grilled? The main thing with that is that Prue and Paul didn't know what a Keck Lapis should be because
3: they are a dense cake. And also, yeah, it wasn't fair because he changed his recipe and just went with a cake recipe.
0: And mine was authentic and I got sent home. Not an unbitter, but there you go. And that is all we have time for this week. Thank you for listening. This week, Michael and I are off to see the Bake Off
3: musical. And we'll be sharing our exclusive review for just our favourite bottoms. Do you have a list of your favourite bottoms? Of course. They're all on our OnlyFans. Very nice segue. If you'd like to join us, just pop over to patreon.com forward stroke StickyBumBoys. It costs the same as a cup
0: of coffee each month. Or you can get a discount if you buy a yearly subscription. And please do keep sending in your stories, questions and tall tales. We really do love hearing them all. And how might they do that, Michael? I thought you'd never ask, David. Slide into our DMs on social media at StickyBumBoys or email us, like in the olden days at stickybunboys at gmail.com. Olden days? I used to write letters. Anyway, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.
3: Ready for the boring bit? Let's go.
0: The Sticky Bun Boys are not endorsed by or affiliated with Love Productions, The Great British Bake Off, or any of its subsidiaries. All views and opinions are our own.
3: The Great British Bake Off and all related content are registered trademarks and copyrights of their respective trademark and copyright holders. Very
0: professional, David. In one breath. (laughs) We're all just having a bit of fun, aren't we? (laughs)